Hey everyone, it's Joel here again from Soul Revival Church. Welcome to the second week of the new way we are delivering church at the moment. Now I just wanted to let you know that we are continually working on eyeing out the different kinks that come with doing church in this way. That includes the audio quality. But what you're listening to right now is the audio from our live services that we are doing each week. And so if you're interested in watching those live gatherings, on the weekend, just go to saltrevivalchurch.com and you'll see the list of all six of our services at the top of the page. And we run those at the same time we would usually meet at those gatherings if we were still able to do so physically. But thank you for sticking with us. And now let's get into our Sunday morning gathering, a Yarrawarra. try well we're going to try and see if we can uh, have a little chat with Nikki who is in Yarrawarra uh, and living there so let's see if we can we can get the tech to work here hopefully she'll come up on the screen Nikki can you can you hear I can hear you you can hear me we can't see you yet we're just working on that one it's all hey there we are we're still working hey. this out this is great hey guys how you doing good thanks for going well aren't we guys yeah. yep Good, good. Now, um, now, Nikki, I thought uh, it'd be great to have the cousins online. Can they hear us, or is it just you? They can can't answer? hear you. I can hear you through my power, <laughs> powerful headphones. So we can. But say- I can tell them to nod. You can say whatever you like about them, I, and I will just tell them to nod. Tara's already sick of it and left. Can you? Can you? Typical be- teenager. Can you behave like I've just said something like really, really funny, and they've just missed out on it? I love I how Luke. He's so bad like that. I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luca. Uh, <laughs> um, look, uh, look. It's great having you here, um, and uh, you are showing us showing us some of the uh, the background, some of the what it's like to be in Yarrawarra right now. Yes. It's your next door neighbour. Um, yes, my next door neighbour. It's fantastic. Now, you guys are doing a bit of homeschooling. I've been seeing on Facebook. Yes. How how is homeschooling going for two? Well, it's two high school. Luca and Tara high school, and yeah. Alana's year six. So yeah. Two year, uh, a year twelve, a year eight, and a year six. Yep. And I will say, I've kind of won the homeschooling lottery because my biggest thing is to keep them off their devices for non-schooling purposes, and to keep them fed and to keep them on task. So there's not really any schooling that I'm doing. Whereas if I had younger children, that is where the bombs are going off because you really have to teach. I'm just keeping on task. So I'm lucky. Look, and the fact that uh, the Luca is actually still wanting to be near you is yeah. is a good sign of that, <laughs> even though he can't hear us. Um, yeah. Hi, Luca. Um, Am I a good teacher? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> okay. Hurtful, hey, but true. <laughs> well, you just said you don't have to teach. You're just keeping an eye on things. So that's, yes, that's good. Yeah, I'm just keeping an eye on things. So what we did, I had a timetable. So we have to be started by nine. Everyone has to be like showered and dressed and fed by nine. Um, and then we break at 11 and we break at 1, 1.30. So there's some structure and some time away. But yeah, that's how we do it. That's very cool, and I have uh, I have enjoyed watching your uh, your morning PE lessons. Um, yes. Uh, how 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 are your morning PE PE lessons going? I'm guessing it looks like it's just at the park up the road. 
Yeah, so um, the PE lessons are born from I was almost at the end of the silly eight-week challenge um, that I can no longer attend due to self-isolation. Um, so I, for my own sanity, um, have been getting out uh, every morning up to the Oval. Uh, and I said it's PE lessons and I have had a child, with the exception of Tara, who has yet to get out of bed before um, 8.30, um, have had a child there um, every day. So Luke has been there, you missed one, Alana missed one. So, but it's been quite, it's been really good to just kind of, there's no one around to get out and just be like, okay, there is a world. Um, I've glimpsed it and then I just, we go back inside. <laughs> It's been quite good. And I'm not an exerciser, like, so, yeah, it's, it's been good. Cool. Hey, hey uh, can you ask uh, Luca, um, yes. how, how, how is he finding the homeschooling and the PE lessons? How are you finding the homeschooling and PE lessons? Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, PE lessons are fun. Mum's yelling at you to do a squat properly. Oh, he can't squat properly. Yeah, it's, I can. No, yeah. you actually can't. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, school's pretty good. Um, scaring, staring at a screen from like nine to three every day. It's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Any interaction with anyone. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, just uh, two, two more things for Luca. Uh, yeah. One is uh, I think Luca needs to put a photo or a video up on your Facebook page of him doing a proper squat if he says he can do yes. one. Okay, we'll, we'll get a video of him doing a proper squat. That's up, uh, not a problem. I can do that. Um, yep. yep. Uh, and the other thing, Luca, uh, I know that uh, um, that uh, the guys on Friday night are hanging out uh, on Zoom for, for youth and for Fuse. Yeah. What, are you doing stuff for late night as well? Are you doing stuff for late night online? I think so. I think late night's on 8.30 on Zoom. And their Friday nights are pretty good as well. They do from 7.30, I think. Cool. I, I, They're pretty good. Oh, yeah, so I, that? Yeah, we got that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I scared the life out of Alana um, on Friday with the um, uh, she logged in and wasn't expecting anybody to be on there, and she saw my <laughs> my ugly face and nearly had a heart attack. I think. Um, I, um, I will say one of the joys was hearing them all in different rooms laughing and having the best time. Um, it was just a bit of normality um, in what is crazy t these times of time is what i've been calling it. it was really it was really good to hear them having a good time we, we don't usually get a glimpse of that when they're at youth so yeah it was good did did you have someone running through a house on a treasure hunt uh yes all we we didn't know it was a treasure hunt but tara was saying um to cuz dad can you come into the bedroom and then we real i said they're doing a scavenger hunt and and cuz was the something old delighted me no end <laughs> I, I've got I can't comment on that I'm not gonna say anything um, <laughs> it's okay um, we know we all know uh, I'm gonna get you to uh, to pray for us yep. uh, in just a moment but uh, just before we do that uh, one from you and from Luca what what is your what is one tip for self-isolation surviving self-isolation okay what's your one tip for surviving self-isolation oh Ooh, wow. um, getting up and moving and not just sitting down um, six hours a day, actually moving around and doing a light job or something because you'll get stiff and nip. I want to. Wise words. 
Um, mine is to be grateful because I said to Cuz last weekend, I said, you know what, we would we often say when we're really busy, oh, I just kill for a weekend at home doing nothing. And I just said to him, this is our this is this time. So when I kind of get overwhelmed with it all, I go, no, you would you would and have dreamed of this time. So enjoy it. But that's my self isolation tip is just to be is to appreciate the time. Awesome. The fantastic wise words. Uh, how about uh, I hand to you and uh, and you lead us in yep. a time of prayer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of meeting together. Um, that even though we are uh, distant uh, physically, that we are uh, still meeting together uh, and that we can still be brothers and sisters in Christ. We can be part of your family. Lord, um, we just pray in this time of um, information overload and um, things changing daily, sometimes hourly, that uh, you would give us peace and calm and that we would seek um, our rest in you. Uh, we pray, um, thank you for this time that we have to spend uh, with our families um, and the time that we have to spend with you. We pray that you would help us to use that uh, wisely. Um, also, Lord, we just pray for those for whom isolation um, may not be uh, a time of um, togetherness, uh, and um and love but is a time of um loneliness lord we just pray that you would be with uh, those people and that you um would help us to seek them out uh and to and to make contact uh with them we thank you lord for um the ways uh and the speed in which we have been able to connect uh with each other through uh zoom and all the different technologies we thank you um yeah that we can that we can be together um, not just on a sunday but um, through community groups uh, and that we are showing um, to our friends and to our family that uh, while we may not be able to meet together in a building that we can still be together as your people and that that is important to us well, we pray uh, for the healthcare uh, professionals that are um, and essential um, service workers and people who are still uh, looking after us during this um, pandemic. We pray uh, for health and safety for those people, Lord, and we thank you um, for their work. And um, yeah, Lord, we just pray that that um, that they would know your uh, love and strength um, in this difficult time. And finally, Lord, we just, um, we give you thanks um, for you, that you are the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. That in this, uh, what seems chaotic time, that we can look to you for guidance and strength and rest and peace. Amen. Uh, we are going to, in just a moment, we're going to read 
uh, from the Bible, uh, which is the most important thing we do here. And we're actually going to uh, start today a series, a new series called Jesus Is. And normally with uh, Jesus Is, we, we look at the, the negative things that people say. Uh, but this week, uh, this, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at maybe not the negative, but uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. And this week we're going to, uh, the, the title is Jesus Is a Party Animal. And, uh, and I'm hopefully that we'll see what that means. It's not the normal type of party animal that we would have in mind. There's a bit of a twist to it. But uh, we're, going to, uh, we're going to have a look at that uh, passage in uh, Luke 14 now. And Kath is going to come and read that for us. Okay, we're reading from Luke chapter 14, starting at verse 15. <coughs> when one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Well, thanks, Kath. We're going to uh, we're going to have a look at that passage now. Uh, how about I pray for us as uh, as we do that? So let me pray. Our dear gracious God, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for our time together, Father. We pray that uh, that as we uh, meditate on your word, we pray that you will give us wisdom and insight uh, through your Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as I said, we're going to uh, pick up this Jesus is thing a little bit differently and think about Jesus being a party animal. Now, I don't know what uh, what your thought is when you hear that somebody is a party animal. Usually it's somebody who parties a little bit too hard. It's usually the way that, uh, that I've heard it referred to or have, uh, have had it referred to when I'm talking with others. But... Uh, but Jesus isn't the kind of guy who parties hard, but he is someone, as we read through scriptures, especially through the New Testament, especially, or only through the New Testament we find Jesus, but uh, we see uh, Jesus going to various parties and festivals and banquets and so forth. And this was one of them, because just uh, before the part that Kath read out for us, the context of uh, what, where Jesus finds himself is actually at a banquet, banquet. And it's full of all the type of people that you would expect, all the, the high flyers, the, the nobility, the, the, the wealthy, those who are of honour, those sorts of people. And they're all wrestling over who was the one who should sit at the most honourable position uh, at the banquet. And Jesus uh, spends time talking about uh, honor, but also talks about not just this banquet or this party, but a party that will come uh, later on, one that will will go on for all eternity. It'll be not just like your normal kind of party, but a party to end all parties. And so, as we have a look at this, I, I want to, I guess, a good thing for uh, 
just for, I guess, just to, to ponder and to think, I would love for you to have a think about right now, uh, the biggest party that you've ever thrown. You know, one of those ones that was a full, you know, really pumping, thriving kind of party and all the things that went into it, whether that was just the preparation and the, the getting the house ready or the venue ready and the food and all those sorts of things and all the effort that you put into it. Now, if you didn't put any of the effort in it to prepare it, but invited a whole bunch of people, it really wouldn't be much of a point going, would it? Because you would invite, be inviting people to a party that actually really wasn't a party at all. And vice versa, if you did all the preparation and actually didn't send out any invites, then no one would come and the party would basically be a failure or a flop or just probably wouldn't happen. And this story that Jesus talks about is a story that's called a parable. It's a story that illustrates a point that Jesus wants to make. It's about a party that has been prepared and Jesus is talking about the invitation that is going out. And this is the invitation that Jesus himself took out and the invitation that still goes out. And we want to have a, look at, a little bit of a look at that uh, this morning as we have a look at this passage. So let's, let's have a look. If you've got your Bible, I'd love for you to be opening it there. I can't tell if you've got it there or not because I'm not in your house with you, unfortunately. It would be great to be hanging out face to face. But, uh, you know, I'd love for you to have your Bibles there and open them up to, uh, to Luke 14. And let's have a look because we see that this... This, this party that Jesus is talking about is not your everyday party. It's the party of all parties. It's a massive, huge celebration. And we see that Jesus, uh, tell, as he tells his story, tells us that the host, the master of this celebration, of this party, sends out his servants, sends out those messengers to take invitations to those who are invited to the party to tell them that the party is ready and it's time to come. It's kind of like uh, when I read through this, I think of that, uh, you know, that, that triangle in those old westerns that they have that they ring the, the dinner bell to tell you the dinner's on and it's time to come in. It's kind of a little bit like that, but because there was people coming from all over the place, the messengers had to go out and actually go to the places where the people were, whether, they were, whether it was working or at home or wherever it might have been, and tell them that the time has now come. The party is ready. And we see the response of each of these people who have been invited one after another. And every one of them, we see the three responses, but there was probably more than three people. This is kind of, a, I guess, a summary of the responses. But each one of them, each response is that I can't come. And we see that the excuses that they have are actually fairly reasonable. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not lies, they're not uh, you know, trying to make something up. It's not like I, I can't come because I've got to wash my hair type thing it, these are these are legitimate excuses they're valid excuses so the, the first the first excuse there we see is, is talks about the demands that someone might have on uh, their business or they're increasing their their property or adding another house to their portfolio or they're growing their investments or you might might be adding another office to their business all those sorts of things uh, things that can be for some people really exciting when you're starting up something or Something new is happening. And so therefore, you know, they're so caught up in the excitement of this growing enterprise that they've got that that kind of takes everything, uh, takes their priority, takes their focus. And so the first group of people say they can't come. And the second excuse, or the second group we see, uh, is that they've, they've got something new. It's a, in this, it's a, a oxen. We don't kind of have oxens that we kind of 
ride around on or use these days. But I guess the equivalent is that we've that they're saying that they've got something new that is useful, whether it's a new car or a new piece of equipment, whether they be in the the office or in their shop, or they they've got a new new big toy. They've just got a boat. Uh, some people down the the road from us recently got a boat. Probably bad timing because they can't go out in it too much. But they were knowing that the isolation stuff was coming, that they got out as much as they possibly could. Because it's, it's exciting when you get something new like that. You want to try it out. You want to see how it goes. You want to make the most of it. That's why why you get it in the first place is to use it. And when you first get it, it's it's bright and shiny and new. Uh, I recently bought a. This is this is kind of really lame. But the, you know, I, I don't uh, I don't really have the finances to go and buy a boat or a car, but I bought a new pair of soccer boots, and I'm really excited to give them a go. But I haven't been able to get out because I've kind of been stuck inside. But uh, going to take uh, Nikki's advice there and get out early before anybody else does and see if I can give them a bit of use. But see, that, that second group, they've, they've got something that they really want and it's really, really fun and new and exciting and, and they want to give it a go. And the, the third one is that they've got their own celebration going on. They've just got married. They're, they're, they want to celebrate their, their marriage. They're, they're, you know, back then the weddings would go for longer than just an afternoon or you know, four or five hours. It would go for days. So maybe that celebration is still going on. See, all these excuses, as I said, are all legitimate. There's nothing wrong at all with these excuses. But what Jesus wants to point out is that the problem doesn't lie in the actual things. The problem actually lies in the priority that each of them are given. See, each excuse puts a puts a higher value on those things than on the banquet, than on the, this party, this celebration that they've been invited to. In fact, this, this celebration, this party, has actually been given a lower priority than these other things. So all these other things are much more exciting than this grand banquet, this amazing party, this great celebration. And so therefore, they're, they're far more worthy of their honour than this party, this celebration that they've been invited to. Now, I don't know, I said at the beginning, if you, if you to have a bit of a think about a party, a large party that you've thrown, uh, that you've hosted. I, also, I just want to take a moment just to, to ask you to just have a think about it. A party or a celebration or something that you have, or you tried to throw in the honour of somebody else, but then they just before it started, whether it's a day or two before or hours or minutes before, said that they couldn't come. And so therefore the person who the party actually was really for wasn't there and therefore the party was almost kind of pointless. I ask you, what, if you had a situation like that, what did you do? Did you, did you call it off? Did you postpone it? Uh, did you just go, well, that's it, I'm just going to put all this food in the freezer and I'm going to have it for lunch and dinner for the next six weeks? Or, or what? I'd love for you to, to, to tell me what you did or if, if that has happened to you, you can do that in the comments. But what we find here is that the host, the host has to respond, doesn't he? Because the people who are invited aren't coming. And all the preparations already happened. It's ready to go. It's, it's like literally the doors are open and, and waiting for people to come. So what does the host do? Does he, does he cancel? Does he, does he throw the food out? What does he do? Well, we see in the passage that his first response is actually a response of anger. And I guess that's fair enough. That's probably what our response would be too. A bit of anger, a bit of frustration. 
But Jesus in the story throws in a twist. The twist in the story happens in verse 22, where the host turns to one of his servants and says, here's what you've got to do. I want you to, I want you to go out. He says in verse 22, he says, quick, go into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor and the crippled, the blind and the lame. Bring in all the people that you see in the town and the streets nearby. No matter who they are, invite them in. Now, this would have been quite a shock for the servants to hear, but it would have been even more of a shock to these people that he's talking about, these people in the streets and the alleyways of the town, those who are poor and crippled and blind and lame, because they wouldn't be the ones who would get invited to a celebration of this magnitude. They are not the ones who would be thrown a party to honour them. Because in the time when Jesus told this story, the Jewish society had certain ranks of honour. There would be some people who were worthy of more honour than others and they would be the ones who would get invited to such things, such banquets, such parties as these. Yet they are the ones who have said they can't come. And now we find that this great party that Jesus is talking about is actually now open to the local, the, the, those who are in the streets and the alleys of the local town. And so the servant urgently does as he's told and what we find is we find a steady stream of those people, the poor and the lame and the crippled and, and all these people that he was told to bring in, we see them flood into the banquet. We see that, that the seats are starting to fill up. But then there's a further twist in this story because Jesus says that the, the flow stopped and that the there were still tables empty. Not all the tables were full. What will the host do now? Well, he instructs the servant again to go out to the roads and the country, uh, to the country lanes and to, to make them come in. Now when he says make them come in, he, he's not talking about going out there and physically uh, hitting them over the head and dragging them into the party. It's not that. He said, uh, he's instructing them to go out and to convince them lovingly to join this party to to put forward a reason to join this party that this party is something that they don't want to miss and a party that they want to be in and be a part of and we see that out on these roads and these country lanes are those people who are actually non-jews and this is a huge thing because it's at this point that Jesus reveals that this party is not just for the Jews, but for all people, everywhere. These doors are not just open to a few, but they are open to the whole world. See, they get this invitation. And the servants are instructed to make sure that they don't mistake this, inv this invitation. That they get, that as they are invited to this, this, uh, this party this great celebration, that, that it is something that they do not want to miss out on. And so we find that these people come in and we see that every seat, every table is filled. That this party that looked like it was doomed for destruction at one point is now the party of all parties. It is a party to end all parties. It is a celebration like no other. But there is a warning that comes at the end of this. I don't know if you heard it when Kath read it in verse 24. Jesus says this of what the host says. 
He says, I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. See, what Jesus is saying here at the end of this story is saying that the invitation is a one-off invitation. It's not an invitation where after those three responses where they can say, sorry, I can't come, can I come later? Uh, sorry, I haven't got time now, but if you, can I get a rain check and do it in three weeks' time on, on Thursday at five? I'm free then, can we do that? It's not that at all. There's, there is this invitation, this party will start with or without them. The question is, will you be there? And we see that the, the host is so so desiring to have his party full of people that he opens it up to as many people as he possibly can and to all people the doors are open and this is the invitation that jesus actually came to bring when jesus came down from heaven when he was born as a man fully god fully man he came to bring an invitation to join this party because this party that he is talking about is the party that will be in heaven in, uh, in Revelation 19, uh, verse 9, we see that the angel said to me, and this is John writing, he says, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. He's talking there about the, the great wedding feast, the wedding banquet, the wedding supper that will happen at the end of the age, where the Lamb is Jesus, who is the groom, and we as his people are the bridegroom it is a party a wedding feast that will will be unrivaled it will not be a party that will end that will uh, that only has a certain time limit or noise restrictions or food limit or number restrictions or any of those sorts of things it is one that will go on without limit without restriction and will go on forever and ever that is the invitation that jesus came to bring for you and for me. Now, when we hear this invitation, we need to also understand this invitation came at a great cost. It actually came at the expense of Jesus' life itself, that he died bringing this invitation to us. And so for us, I want to finish by pausing and asking, how are we going to respond to this invitation? This invitation that cost so much, that this invitation that cost the very life of Jesus. See, normally we live our lives so preoccupied with routines, with study and work and family events and all those things. And at the moment, those things are being a bit uprooted. Our timetables and our schedules and our routines are all over the place. It's really hard to make sense of, of what's going on because we're so out of whack and sometimes we we get so caught up too in the things that are going on around us whether it's something new that we've had or something we we're going to whatever it is that's that is a priority in that moment whether it's a a new toy or we're remodeling or we're doing something else we're doing some stuff around the house all these things can preoccupy us and take priority and again, all these things are okay. There's nothing wrong with these things. But Jesus wants to speak to us this morning and say, they are good things, but there is something of a greater priority. And that is the invitation to the party that Jesus is inviting us to.
so he's saying we have a moment now in our in our lives where we can actually spend time pausing and reflecting on this invitation we're not quite as busy as we once were at this moment god willing we'll be back to normal soon enough and we'll be praying that that's the case but at the moment we actually have time nikki uh when we interviewed her talked about how her and Carl's always talked about just having some time at home with nothing to do and now they've got it and you may be the same i'm, I'm the same it'd be great to have some time at home with nothing to do and now we've got that time but with that time what are we using it for are we just filling it with things of lesser priority that will eventually fade and, and run out and, and stop that won't go on forever that there will be an ending to it or are we stopping and actually thinking on something that will actually last forever the invitation to this party is to a party that will go on and on and on so we can we can find it hard sometimes when we hear this sort of invitation because Jesus is saying that the invitation to this party this party itself actually has to take priority over other things and that can be hard because it means that we have to lower the priority of other things maybe even give up some other things see it might mean that we actually might have to intentionally make ourselves a little less busy so that we can focus on this this great invite that we have of this eternal party that will go on forever and ever i don't know about you but i am looking forward to the end of our self-isolation and when we can all gather again uh, together face to face and i'm hoping that we, there will be great celebrations throughout our our world and through our country and our area and even with us that we would get together and celebrate together i know that first time when we we're actually back doing church face to face together again that is going to be a great celebration a joyous celebration and i'm looking forward to it but right now we do have a moment while we are in isolation to actually ponder and to think about this invitation of this eternal party to think about what we can how we fix our minds on it, how we prepare ourselves and get ourselves ready for this when you i know when we go to a party one of my my biggest worries is what to wear i never know what to wear to a party my wife always seems to know and she always tells me what to dress in fact she usually picks out what i wear but in this time while we've got uh this this time to pause and to reflect from our routines and our busyness maybe this is a time where we can actually prepare our, be preparing ourselves for this party for when the time comes for that final invitation that it is ready now and for us not to be caught still trying to get ready but actually be ready because i think one of the difficult things for us uh, for those of us who who have have accepted the invitation and are getting ourselves ready is that after a while when that invitation is on the fridge and it starts to get covered up by other things we we start uh we start losing those uh those that i guess we i guess we start yeah we start losing that joy that makes us dance in the kitchen or sing in the car it starts to starts to fade it starts to wear off and we start to fill our lives with other priorities a bit like that that invitation on the fridge that just starts getting covered up by other things 
by kids' artwork or other notes or whatever it might be. But I want us to, to be reminded, those who do follow Jesus and are excited about this, this party that will end all parties, is to, is, to, um, is, to be remind, is to remind yourself of something absolutely amazing. That is this, that God, our awesome creator and redeemer, has invited you to enter into the joyous banquet that will go on for all eternity. He's invited you. And you will never receive an invitation like this. There'll be no other party like it. And Jesus came from heaven to earth to invite you personally to come to God's eternal party and to be there and to enjoy it forever. Now, if you don't, if, you, if you're not following Jesus or you're still trying to figure this out, I really want to encourage you to have a think about where, what, what will happen beyond this life. Is there more to life than just now? I know for many of us uh, in the midst of this crisis, we are questioning lots of things. We thought we had safety and security in our country. Yet, it's taken a, this little virus to actually throw all that into turmoil. We're feeling uncertain and unsecure. We are gripped by fear and anxiety. And I'm not saying that following Jesus will make life perfect and rid you of all those things. But when you grab hold of this invitation, we become gripped by this great hope that there is something wonderful and glorious and amazing to look forward to that no matter what happens in this life that there is something greater to come that is the invitation that jesus is talking about this is the party that he invites us to jesus is a party animal not like the one that does the excessive things at a, at a party but is the he's the party animal in terms that he has the party to He's inviting us to the party of all parties. This is the invitation on the table for you right now. It's up to you how you respond. I'm going to pray. Dear gracious God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his life and death. Father, we thank you that not only did Jesus come to bring the invitation... But as we heard last week, he also died on the cross and rose again to prepare the way to this great and glorious party. Father, I pray for all of us who are listening now that as we have heard this invitation, we pray that we would not leave it on the table, that we would pick it up, that we would not put it on the fridge, but we would, that we would cling to it that we would hold it close to our hearts, that we would cherish it, that it would bring us joy and that it would bring us hope, a hope knowing that we will one day be in a party, be in a place where there will be no more sickness, there will be no more crying or mourning or death. There will just be endless celebrations. Father, we pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen.
Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. Uh, Just a reminder, if you want to watch any of these services that we hold live, you can go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you can see all the gatherings at the top of the page. You can choose any one you wish. It can be on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Thanks again and one way. Music is OK by Ixon. Hey, 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 hey.